Welcome to Haunted History, a podcast where we will be discussing the unusual, the strange, and the unexplained supernatural occurrences around the world. We're your ghost hosts. I'm Alex. I'm Emily. And I'm Shauna. So today we will be discussing the Hellfire Club and Caves. Um, this episode is going to be very much history heavy. Um, have you guys ever heard of this club or the caves? I have not. I've heard a couple of things about like historical caves, but not the Hellfire Club specifically. Yeah, and I just have heard of it through Stranger Things. So, Yeah, so I actually didn't come across this until Sam and Kobe, and also this is a very controversial Ghost Adventures. Um, it's controversial. Ew. Yeah, I know. I know. It's controversial now. We are but not it wasn't at the time. Nor do we support. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Wait, is there like actual controversy? Yeah. Yeah. No, there's actual beef. Wait, about what is it? Zach Baggins. Like, is he a bad person? Well, yes, but also not in like he's like he's not like racist or right. anything. He's just kind of a dick. Oh. Okay. He's he's like he you know. So For our listeners, I also just like didn't like the show because it's stupid. Yeah. Um, but this makes me happy. It's very much exaggerated. I yes, think. it's exaggerated it's, and he's just a dick. It's so bad. It's so bad. <laughs> just a dick, yeah. Um but yeah, so we'll be discussing the Hellfire Club in the caves. So the Hellfire Club was not just one club, but it was actually uh several different clubs made throughout the eighteenth century. It was exclusive for high society rakes, or womanizers, to put it lightly. And it was established in both England and Ireland. Um, the name is a reference to Francis Dashwood's Order of the Friars of St. Francis of Wycombe. I'm so glad they changed the name because that is such a mouthful. Way too long. It's way too long. <laughs> or like they kind of like abbreviated it if they had nothing else to do. But definitely glad they changed it. It was just way too long. Francis and Friends. <laughs> Francis and Friends. Like That's Barney. <laughs> Maybe they wouldn't have gotten the reputation they did if it was Francis and Friends, honestly. Uh, but this club was the first of Dashwood's clubs in England. Um, they went through several different name changes. So that one was really long. Um, but the next few ones were also really long. Um, so there was... The Brotherhood of St. Francis of Wye. There was the Order of Knights of West Wycombe. And then there was the Monks slash Friars of Medmenham. Again, all mouthfuls. I like the Knights one. That sounds cool. Yeah, the Order of Knights. I like it. Uh, but literally, they could have also just shortened it to Order of Knights because that yeah. also kind of sounds that cool. sounds way cooler. I guess they just wanted to have the location with it. But that also makes them sound like they're upstanding citizens. <laughs> True. And they were decidedly not. Um, Francis Dashwood was the 11th Baron de Dispenser, an English politician and a rake, as well as the Chancellor of the Exchequer, um, which was the senior minister of the crown and basically the head treasurer. And he was also the founder of the Hellfire Club. A fun fact about Dashwood, he was actually expelled from the Papal States which is the states of the church, after trying to seduce Anna Lenina, the Empress of Russia, um, while impersonating Charles XII of Sweden while in Russia. So he full-on impersonated royalty. I love it. That's great. I mean, he was a prankster. He was just joshing. He was just joshing. Of all the ways to get, like, dissed by the church, that's one of the better ones. 
It could have been worse. I mean, I guess. But the fact that he went through all that just to seduce the future empress of Russia. Also, this says trying. Was he successful? Do we know? Oh, no, absolutely not. He was not successful in any way. She was like, dude, I'm not interested. Sorry. He even got a fake identity and she still didn't want him. We stand. (laughs) So, um, these clubs kind of served as a meeting place for... I'm quote in quote of persons of quality who wanted to take part in what were considered to be immoral acts by society. Um, And to no one's surprise, most members were politicians. (gasps) No way. No way. I know, right? Shock, horror. I know. It's insane. And it kind of makes you wonder, did Epstein take inspiration from this? I mean, the list of people just recently came out. Mm -hmm. It was a long list. (laughs) It wasn't good. No. Some of the people on that list, I was like, wait, for real? Some Mm -hmm. of them shocked me, for sure. Yeah, I know. We won't name names. But Google it. Google it. For sure. I was about to name drop so hard, and then I I saw the look I was given, and I was like, okay, never mind. I won't, I guess. Um. So no one is really sure what happened during these meetings, um, what was discussed or what activities took place. It's kind of unknown. It is alleged that they had distance ties to another society known as the Order of the Second Circle. Now that is a name. Like that, That's a good I would want to be a part of that group. Even it's an, it might be an awful group, so I probably shouldn't say that. But that's a cool name. That's a name that incites respect. Absolutely. That's like... The most badass name. And I bet they had a really cool logo. Mm-hmm. Like, a circle. <laughs> I'm imagining, like, the Lord of the Rings ring, you know? Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I can see that. I was just picturing, like, a circle and then another circle inside because it's the order, order of, the of the second okay. circle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't, maybe we're just not creative. Probably not. <laughs> uh, so nothing is actually known about the order of the second circle, but it can be easily deduced that the name is a reference to Dante's Inferno where Christian hell is nine circles with different sins and punishments. The second circle is the sin of lust, and those there are punished by being buffeted by an endless tempest. And if you don't know what a tempest is, a tempest is just a really strong storm, and you should probably go read more Shakespeare. (laughs) The tempest was so good, honestly. No, I hate it. I'm sorry. That's my least favorite Shakespearean. I don't like Shakespeare, but I actually like that one. I love Shakespeare, and that was my least. <laughs> One guy is, like, drunk the entire time. Yeah, that's true. Honestly, though, I'm loving the symbolism of this this new name now, because it's, like, Dante's Inferno, like, also really cool, like, topic. Yeah. Um, so now we're going to go back a little bit in history here. In London, 1718, Philip Wharton, the first Duke of Wharton, Uh, founded the first official Hellfire Club with a few high-society friends, including, here we go, American founding father Benjamin Franklin. Yes, the man. (laughs) The myth, the legend. (laughs) Big Daddy Benji. Is that how we hear? No. Benny Franks. I'll accept Benny Franks. Dr. Byrne, if you're listening in, I am so sorry. (laughs) I am not. (laughs) Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I I also can't be sorry. 
So <laughs> Dashwood's version of the club is probably the most notorious. Um, and they had irregular meetups from 1749 to possibly 1766, as it is believed to have been closely associated with a gentleman's club in London called Brooks, which was established in 1764. Any other uh, Hellfire clubs made after the dissolving of England's were often being found in Ireland. And this gentleman's club in England called Brooks is actually still there in London. I think it's on James Street. If I remember correctly, I could be wrong. Fact check me. <laughs> if you're in London, look it up. That's interesting that it went almost 20 years, though. Yeah, they were just incredibly irregular. But, I mean, it makes sense. They were politicians. They had lives outside of sex. Like keeping the world together. <laughs> One would think. Maybe inciting war. <laughs> but it was also London in the 18th century so how together were they keeping it mm -hmm. just the empire <coughs> exactly exactly so going into members um members of Wharton's club were widely unknown besides big daddy benji <laughs> no <laughs> but it's assumed that his close friends were involved um such as earl of hillsborough his cousin the earl of litchfield and um Sir Ed O'Brien. Women were also allowed into his club, which was rare during that time. We love an inclusive man. That's very surprising. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm i not sure about Dashwood's club. I feel like he wasn't as inclusive. And he kind of used... If I remember correctly, he kind of used women instead of, like, involved them, involved them, like, Wharton did. But that's only based off of memory. I didn't... I don't think I include that in my notes. Oops. I would more so expect that to happen than them to be included. Yeah. Sadly. But. Yeah, it's not surprising. Well, how sad is it? Because this is a sex club. Well, I feel yeah. like we're forgetting this is a sex club. Yeah, term. inclusion overall is great, but like maybe I wouldn't join this one. Yeah, no. I'd be okay being passed over. <laughs> uh, Dashwood was much more open with who was in his club. Some members include the first, excuse me, sorry, the fourth Earl of Sandwich, uh, John Montague. Yes, this is the man who invented the sandwich, everyone's favorite lunch. Um, it's said that while playing cards, he did not want to leave the gaming table to eat, so he asked for roast beef to be placed between two slices of bread so that he could eat with his hands. Revolutionary. I know. This man, he just, he rocked our worlds while gambling. To be fair, like, the staple lunch throughout most of my schooling has been PB&J, so. It's just insane that the man who invented the, like, main thing we eat all the time was in a sex club. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't get over that. It's just, it's insane. Um, another member was Robert Vanistart, an English jurist, antiquarian, and, of course, a rake. There was also Thomas Potter, a British politician who sat in the House of Commons between 1747 and 1759, as well as Paul Whitehead, a British satirist and the secretary of the Hellfire Club. Uh, there was also Sir Francis Duffield. Uh, not much is known about him other than he came into possession of the Medmenham Manor 
Then lease the abbey to Dashwood so that meetings may take place there. I just want you to know that that manor is such a mouthful. There is so many M's. It's insane. Uh, there is also Edward Thompson. Um, he was possibly a, promi- a prominent Yorkshire politician who mm, sat in mm, the mm, house. Mm. Yorkshire. Yorkshire? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. You're, you're, you're dying on this hill, huh? <laughs> this is the one you choose. Yeah. Everything else, it's like, okay, I guess. But this one. No, you've got to say Yorkshire. Sure. Okay, sorry. Possibly a prominent Yorkshire politician who sat in the House of Commons from 1722 to 1742. And then some possible members. It's not confirmed whether these people were actually in there or not. It's just kind of like, eh, maybe they were. Um, Some include Benjamin the second, a British physician, art connoisseur, and socialite, George Bub Doddington, an English Whig politician who sat in the House of Commons from 1750 to 1761, and I need you guys to look up a picture of this man as a child, because you thought Bonnie Prince Charlie looked like an itty-bitty baby boy? No. George Bub Doddingham as a child looks like a literal baby porcelain doll as an adult he is insane looking too but as a child it's crazy oh it would help if i could type you got this i believe in you ew oh i hate that see it looks like a vampire i don't like it and i also don't like i know it was just the time period but the fact that they used to like have their hairline so far back it looks so odd now it makes one just like giant foreheads look like porcelain they look like eggs i don't like that look yeah it's listeners i encourage you to look up a photo of this man as a child and an adult it's worth it because i was reading about this dude and they very obviously described this man as fat as an adult (laughs) they just straight up said it they're just like yeah this dude was ginormous an absolute unit hey (laughs) just spitting the truth (laughs) Another possible member was William Hogarth, who was not a gentleman, but he is associated with the painting of Dashwood as a, fr- a Francian friar. Say that five times fast. <laughs> there was also uh, John Wilkes, later under the pseudonym of John of Alsbury, uh, who is a radical journalist, politician, magistrate, essayist, and soldier. And of course, Benjamin Franklin who was known to still visit Dashwood's club whenever he came to visit England. Um, All the records of the clubs were burned in 1774, so many of these members were assumed to be part of the club or linked by letters sent to each other. So like I said, it's not 100%, um, especially about the possible members we listed. It's more likely that the people that Dashwood was kind of listing were definitely in there for sure. So, you know, kind of got to make assumptions. So, going into caves and the activities of the club. um, War in the club was meant to be a satirical gentleman's club. And then they were known to ridicule religion, which was part of a contemporary trend in England of blasphemy. Uh, The club supposedly was meant to be a joke, meant to shock the outside world, more than an actual attack on religion. So they were just like trolling. Yeah, they yeah. were just they were just like 
hey, y'all want to, like, prank a bunch of people? And then they went for it. Just in a really odd way. Yeah. In, like, the most out-of-pocket way. Imagine how bored you have to be. Just be like, yeah, sure. Like, don't, don't got anything else to do. You're a politician. These people like, were politicians. <laughs> I, I Honestly, though, I feel like life back then was probably so boring. Like, I don't know what... I get bored in this day and age whenever I have, like, 17 screens in front of me. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine... Like, I watched... I was rewatching Bridgerton a couple weeks ago. And they play, like, the stupidest games because they have nothing else to do. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just read a bunch... And I can't even imagine, like, being in that time period, being in an earlier time period, especially being a woman and, like, limited on what you can do. Yeah. No wonder you play croquet so much. Yeah. Literally nothing else. I mean, at this time, they were busy fucking over America. Like, so true. They had stuff to do. They had priorities. (laughs) First, we got to mess with our own people by pretending to attack religion. And then we got to go fuck over America with all these taxes. So, the president of the club was considered to be the devil. And while the members did not consider themselves Satanists, they did call themselves devils, and they often met on Sundays, which, you know, was kind of against the rules. Their activities included mocking religious ceremonies and partaking in meals that featured dishes such as Holy Ghost Pie, Breast of Venus, and Devil's Loin, while also drinking Hellfire Punch. They also supposedly came to meetings dressed as characters from the Bible. So it was like a p- cosplay convention. <laughs> yeah, basically. They just did... Mm, they did some things <laughs> dressed as these characters uh, mm-hmm. that were blasphemous. <laughs> also, you could never convince me that Hellfire Punch was just, like, not spiked. Like, there was definitely alcohol in it. There was fireball, for sure. <laughs> 100%. Cinnamon whiskey. Moonshine. <laughs> moonshine. Did they even have moonshine back then? I don't, know. I don't think so. More American. I don't think they had fireball. Come How on. old is fireball? I don't know. I don't know. But I just like to imagine it. You know, honestly, if anyone was going to invent it, it might have been the people in this club. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It seems like the most on-brand like liquor yeah. Yeah. to be drinking in a club like this. Yeah, they probably weren't like drinking like peach snaps or something. <laughs> Peppermint, peppermint schnapps. Yeah. Just, you know, chilling, drinking some wine, some peppermint schnapps. As you do. As you do. <laughs> so Wharton's club ended in 1721 when his political enemies, specifically a man named Robert Walpole. That's a fun name. Uh, influenced King George I to put forward a bill against horrid impieties aimed at the Hellfire Club. So, this man, Robert Walpole, was like, King George I, look man, this one club, this one club right here, you gotta make a whole ass bill to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) Who has the gong? (laughs) Okay. After the club was disbanded, he became a Freemason and eventually the Grand Master of England in 1722. So Dashwood's club motto was CK to Vudra. Do what thou wilt. This motto was later used by Alistair Crowley, a name y'all probably recognize. Sorry to kick you, Shauna. I am so sorry. It's okay. I was just kicking I my was, little legs. I was getting excited because good omens. <laughs> so yeah, Alistair Crowley. So 
If you've watched Good Omens, you know that name. Uh, who is the founder of the religion Thelema um, and known as an occultist? I um, love that name, though. Crowley? No, the first one. Alistair? Yeah, how it's spelled. Oh, yeah. That's a great name. If it wasn't tied to Satanism, I'm sure more people would use it. Well, I mean, now there's this show on um, Prime, uh, and there's Good character. Omens, yeah. Well, no, a uh, different show. Has been Hotel. Oh, I've never heard of that. It's it's um, animated. Really funny. Oh. Um, and there's a character named Alistair, and he's the radio demon. So his voice is based off of how 1920s radio podcasters. Oh, I love that. That's fun. That's awesome. And also, he's like dressed like 1920s suit. I love him. It's giving Cecil Palmer from... Welcome to Night Vale. Someone called him in the show a strawberry. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's colored red. Oh my god. That's awesome. Alright. Francis, as we said earlier, Francis uh, Duffield gave Menmenham Abbey on the Thames to Dashwood in 1751, who then had much of it rebuilt and redone by architect Nicholas Revel- Revel? Revit. <laughs> in the style of the 18th century gothic revival their motto was placed above the doorway in stained glass something that i really think is interesting is instead of using the new expensive building for meetings they were actually moved into the tunnels and caves in west wycombe hill, hill which were again decorated with mythological themes phallic symbols and other items of sexual nature i just can't imagine being like okay we're gonna put together this gentleman's club in quotes and instead of being in the nice, pretty building with the stained glass and the gothic architecture, let's go down to the damp caves. It, I guess they really wanted that added air of mystery. I mean, it, it fits. It makes it more like, I don't know, I just, I just love the vibe that it adds to it. I can just imagine it being like, you know, either the echoing and the candle. The candle, yes. They probably have robes. They have like torches like yeah. placed on the, yeah. Well... I've only seen videos, I've seen videos of the caves, so I actually, like, have a mental picture of what it looks like, and there is an area called the River of Sticks, do you, I, yeah. I, I yeah. assume you know, yeah, and they got, like, a bunch of, it's, it's wild, <laughs> the, the caves are genuinely, look like we're a satanic, like, like, genuine satanic club, like, not our nice, lovely satanic clubs that we have today because you know but like hardcore but like hardcore yeah. like sacrificing yeah. that's so in like it bad obviously yeah. yeah but like interesting yeah it's it definitely looks like the place where like sacrifices yeah you know took place this is kind of reminding me you guys probably heard about it of that that like secret club that like only harvard alumni can join oh yeah i've heard of that yeah, I don't think I've heard of this. They have this like really nice building, and there's only one entrance, and there's a security camera right at the entrance. So like you have to do like a certain knock or like say certain words. Oh yeah. You come in. And it's the most like secret society thing in America. It doesn't isn't like the word blue in that club name? Yeah, I think so. Something like that. Blue something. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't I don't know if this is right. I thought like a Kennedy was in it. No, that sounds right. Was it the Kennedys would be? <laughs> yeah. Is it Harvard alums or people who go to Harvard currently? It's only alumni. You have to graduate. Interesting. There so you can't even go to Harvard and then drop out. You have no. to like. <laughs> there is a club for current high elite Harvard students too, though. Well, well and of course, be me. mostly men. 
Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Rarely ever women. Not a shocker. Like, you know the club, what what was that show? And, like, The Magicians, where it's, like, oh, super secret society. Secret Order of the Hermetic Rose. Yes. It's, it's a like show that. called The Order on Netflix, and That's it's so good. Not The Magicians. Got canceled, of course. Um, but it had, like, werewolves, and they weren't, they were kind of like witches, but, like, I don't know, it was cool. Um, yeah, it definitely gives me the same vibes as that. Yeah, that's that's kind of what it's like. Yeah. Okay. According to records, members performed obscene parodies of religious rites, while according to Horace Walpole, the members' practice was rigorously pagan. Bacchus and Venus were the deities to whom they almost publicly sacrificed, and the nymphs and the hogheads that were laid in against the festiv- festivals of this new church sufficiently informed the neighborhood of the complexion of those hermits. Honestly, isn't like Bacchus related to Dionysus? Yeah, it's this it's just the Roman name. Yeah, so it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. <laughs> these two. Yeah, it does, yeah. I I forget who Venus is in Greek. Aphrodite. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Beauty. That's definitely what I was gonna say too. Well also sex. Beauty and sex, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wine and sex. It makes sense for this club. Well, Bacchus was also, well, Bacchus and Dionysus was wine and sex mm-hmm. as well. So it's like, it, it makes sense. If you're going to pray in this club, you're going to pray to those two. Yeah, pretty much. None of this one god crap here. I just love how they straight up called them hermits. They're like, yeah, those like weird hermits just like skulking around, acting like they're so like sneaky. And in the 18th century, hermit was like a major Big insult. insult. Yeah, <laughs> which I we need to bring that insult back, honestly, because like that kind of goes hard. Now, I like it. Now being a hermit is just like a yeah, casual like, Tuesday. <laughs> it's like yeah, they're like yeah, Chad's a hermit. He needs to get out more. <laughs> it's like being an introvert kind of is. You're yeah, a hermit. Like but it, yeah, we need to bring it back, and we need to bring we need to bring back like the just rigidity of how evil that insult is. Because I want to just whip that out. Like if I'm arguing with women, be like, you know what? Well, at least I'm not a hermit. Yeah. And then just have them like <gasps> a shock, the scandal. Yeah, hold you said it. Pearls. Banger insult. <laughs> so getting into some of the hauntings. There is a local legend that the caves are haunted by a young maid named Suki, who is accidentally killed by people playing a prank on her. Now, it's not really said what the prank was. There's a lot of differing stories about it. Um, some people believe it was like a group of men lead her, let her in and were like pretending they were going to rape her, mm-hmm. basically. Either way, she got killed in the caves. I just, it's weird. How do you accidentally kill someone after leading them to a second location? I feel like there isn't an accidental here. No, not really, but... Sources. Yeah, sources say that she was accidentally, quote, unquote. How biased are these sources, really? Well, it's a, uh, yeah. It also could just be one of those cases where... They weren't actually trying to kill her, but they were just being too rough, like, and she died. Not that I'm defending these people, but, <laughs> like, it, I mean, it very easily could have been an accident, just yeah. like the case of, oh, right, I forgot a human skull could break. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> As you do. Like, 
you know, in The Boys, that one scene. The people have watched The Boys. If you know, you know. You know. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. I yeah. do not know. Shana, it's okay. You don't need to know. I don't think know. you need to watch the you show. You don't need to know. You would, yeah. It would be a bit much I'm for okay, you. I'm okay not to know. Yeah. There's two scenes where... Huh. Uh, okay. Yeah. Let's just keep going. Anyways. It's also been said that Paul Whitehead, who was a former steward for the Hellfire Club, has been seen within the caves. According to legend, his heart was placed in an urn and kept at the mausoleum at West Wycombe. But during World War II, an American soldier stole his heart, and now his ghost wanders the caves and hills looking for his stolen heart. But he is considered to be a good ghost who will help you around the caves. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm just laughing because he just, like, stole an urn. <laughs> like, straight up, why? Well, first of all, it's during World War II where stealing stuff was prominent. And two, it was... An American. Yeah, but isn't this in, like, Britain? Yeah. <laughs> like, we were allies. Yeah, and? <laughs> Sorry to guess the and you, but... It was that revolution coming back. We were like, you know what, this will stick it to them. We saw old haunted mausoleum, and we said, Ern, that's mine now. <laughs> yeah, it's the crow brain. You're just like, I want it, so I'm going to take it. We need trinkets. <laughs> An urn is a trinket? <laughs> yes. A big trinket. It's just an oversized trinket well, with mean, some dust inside. Yeah. If you think about it, like it's just his heart, right? That's not very big. Like, I'm kind of thinking of canopic jars with Egypt. You know, they're not yeah. always that big. I mean, it could have all... Urn is an umbrella term. It also could have just been a box. Mm-hmm. That's true. Like yeah. a little box. That's fair. Just like a holder of organs. Yeah. Bodies. It also could have just been a mason jar. <laughs> Let's be real. Like a clear glass. Back like... to the moonshine conversation. <laughs> <laughs> they were planning to make moonshine with it later. Yeah. And yeah. then it got stolen. That's the yeah. secret ingredient. Yeah, exactly. Since it is believed that there was satanic worship taking place, it is also believed that the Hellfire Club members summoned something of a darker nature. And now demonic beings also wander the caves and often mess with the tourists and the staff. So I actually rewatched the Sam and Kobe video mm. last night, and apparently there's also there's more ghosts, but I couldn't find any information out about it myself, and I didn't want to just use Sam and Kobe <laughs> as a source, yeah. as much as I love them. But apparently there's also a hooded figure that likes to stand on a, uh, I don't want to say mezzanine, what is like it? Like a precipice? <laughs> what? That's a word. Why do we keep using big words like this? Because <laughs> a I'm a porch, an educa- a balcony, oh. <laughs> a, balcony. a hill <laughs> that stands on a balcony and just watches people enter the caves. Huh. And he just kind of vibes. Mm. And like people see him all the time, but he like doesn't do anything. He just stands and watches. I so mean, fair. What are you really gonna do? I mean, like I don't know. It is people watching. I do that. I get that. I respect that. There's also um, another dude whose name I want to say is Frank, but I could be wrong. Yeah, I know. Um, Who wasn't, like, a real person that, like, went to these caves. But, like, people believed his legend was, like, so true and that he really, really existed, like, with all their heart that, like, he got manifested and now he also hands haunts the caves 
Interesting. Like, you know, like, when a bunch of people believe in something, like, manifests into it something real. Yeah. yeah. Like, so, yeah. there's that dude, too. But, again, I couldn't find any information on him because he wasn't a real person. <laughs> Shauna. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> Facts. It's true, but we shouldn't say it out loud. I mean, if anything, this is the podcast for it. This one's about literally, like, summoning Satan. <laughs> and I did say the Satanists were good now. Because they are good now. They're yeah. lovely people. And they're trying, like, to, like, fix things that are broken in our government. So, yeah. like, exactly. Yeah, they're I, lovely people now. I follow them on Instagram. Me too. Yeah, a full-on organization. I, yeah. They're beautiful people now. We love the Satanists now. The Satanic Temple now. I can't imagine how much it takes to, like, organize, like, a whole, like, religion that a lot of people are against. And it's, like, just don't be against it. It seems kind of easy. And they're not bad. No. <laughs> they're actually super good. We love them. We stand the Satan. The Satanic Temple. Sponsor us. <laughs> Could you imagine? <laughs> I love that the Satanic Temple, like, also put up their religious symbolism in the capital in yeah. Iowa just to prove a point. And their point got proven, and now it? people are angry that their point got proven. Yeah, because people, like, took it down and destroyed it. Like, just leave it. Yeah. Well, they put Freedom it up. Freedom of speech. They put it up because they were, because there was other, like religious motives and symboli symbols in this Iowa capital and they were like, Okay, well we're gonna put ours up too. And we'll there. we'll see we'll see what happens. Yeah. yeah. And then it got destroyed. Naturally. Surprise, surprise. And they were like, Okay, this just proves their point that there is no such thing as freedom as religion. Mm-hmm. Because our religion was just Exactly. If Symbolism just got destroyed. Exactly. If you're going to oppress another religion, then you're not for the freedom of religion. So, moral of this podcast today is religion is a scam, and we should... Capitalist scam. Yes, and we should all become Con- Satanists. Yeah, convert to good, Satanists. Good Satanists, of course. The Satanic Temple, specifically, because they're the good Satanists. There is still Satanists, or, well, there are still people that use the term that they... To call themselves Satanists so they can perform bad acts. Bad acts. And we don't associate with those ones. No. Just the They're not real Satanists. <laughs> <laughs> They're not real ones who believe in the magic of friendship. They're not the real homies. They're not my bros. So, anyway. <laughs> so... That was the Hellfire Clubs and the Caves. Not the Stranger Things one, but the real ones. We're your ghost hosts. I'm Alex. I'm Emily. And I'm Shauna. We will scare you all next time.